um, exactly. you could definitely post your job updates and get eyeballs and have people think about you a certain way. And I'm guilty of that too. Like I've, before I started this podcast, most of the posts that I made, if you even go to my profile and check was every time I got an internship or there was a case competition that went well and something happened. So nothing, I, I always felt guilty. Um, and I, I remember when I like heard back from Lululemon that I'd, I'd gotten the internship, I made a post and then it's, it's almost like you can feel it yourself that you're not adding value because I was trying to write the post and I was like, what am I saying here other than the fact yeah. that I got the internship and I'm bragging about it? Like what I have no value. Like I didn't add any value. Um, so that kind of was like a turning point for me because I was like, I'm, I'm not really doing justice to what this platform is for. Um, and at least not at that point, I, had, I didn't have it in mind that, oh, I'm going to go ahead and make content that everybody loves. Which I'm, which I'm doing right now because I, I want to, but I think it's something that a lot of students who are listening can avoid making that mistake. When you're using LinkedIn, um, push out more content than just your job updates or, or the fact that you want a case comp or a hackathon or that you did really well in something, or maybe you want a scholarship. Like all those things are great and good for you that you did that. But I love the tip that you mentioned, Zian, about leaving at least three things for someone else to take. Uh, I think that's going to be something I'm going to try as well, just if you're going to post something, maybe drop a few tips that helped you do that so that mm -hmm. the next student or the next person who is about to be in your shoes um, can ex can think about an experience, right? Mm -hmm. um, exactly. And that can, that'll help you because you still want to get your message out that you did something great. You want to flex and I think you should, but it will also help the, the next student who wants to be in your shoes and you'll leave them with something. And it's like a chain and it works down with it. It's like a good pyramid scheme um a good version of it at least but yeah that's a good point that you mentioned and going back to the idea of like personal brand and networking right so what kind of besides meet, meeting people who are like-minded what other benefits did you see of just having a brand on linkedin um so there's so as you mentioned one growing mm -hmm. that personal brand meeting like-minded people um growing growing your personal brand or like more people knowing you if that's something that interests you um mm -hmm. i don't see anything wrong in more people knowing you um and i think also as you say that impact right like for me at the end of the day whatever i do even if i'm doing like business right now i've i always sit down and really think about purpose and and what what i want to leave behind in this world right and if Something I write in my dorm room here at UBC can change someone's life in like Australia. I think that's crazy. Like the fact that we can do that through just this small piece of like <laughs> block, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like that whole idea of it. I think that's a huge benefit. The fact that you can connect to and you can have an impact on someone from anywhere around the world. I think that's crazy. And then, um, been obviously a lot of opportunities that have opened up, be it um, through my nonprofit or uh, getting funding or um, connecting with like CEOs of major companies, which I would never potentially get a chance to do. Um, there's definitely a lot of, um, I guess, benefits of, of, of posting on LinkedIn and, and growing your personal brand and networking. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all about, I think, what motivates you um and you can sort of get that experience that you want from the platform depending on how you use it right um, yeah so for me what motivates me is that impact and i've been able to have that impact on people's life i 
randomly get messages out like yo your post inspired me to like start something of my own um or things like that and i think that's honestly so crazy um there have been times where i've literally like been like walking and someone just talks to me like hey i saw your post on linkedin you're that guy that worked a minimum wage job at safeway over the summer right and i'm like whoa like um so yeah <laughs> things like that like, yeah so just just things like that i think it's like i think it's there's definitely opportunity for so much right and 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 you can get what you want from the platform um be it getting jobs be it case competitions be it um meeting with like-minded people or having that impact on someone's life i think um it definitely goes a long way yeah and so now that we've talked about why you should have a personal brand and all the benefits that come with it let's talk about how you actually get started right um I know that when we were talking, you mentioned the idea of like having the right headline on your profile um, to your description. So t- tell us about that. How do you get started? Like, what's like the first step you want to take with your own profile before you start building yeah. your personal brand? So uh, I think first things first um, is is your your headshot, right? Your profile picture. Um, that is the very first thing anyone on LinkedIn is going to see. So it's important that you have a photo that has your face, obviously. Um, mm. Some people don't even have their face. They have like a sunset picture on their LinkedIn photo. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing here? Right. Um, so definitely have your face. Um, make sure it's well lit to make sure you look uh, professional. You don't necessarily have to look professional. Um, make sure it just is a full representation of who you are. So if you're a person that loves design, then maybe have something that's like stylistic or shows like design elements. If you're someone that's into like cryptocurrency and, and, and NFTs, like have, I don't know, an NFT or like something crypto related, but make sure you have just a picture um, that is a representation of you. Um, yeah. One thing for, right. Just on that, one thing I found useful, I don't know, like in terms of like statistics or like impact, what it's done, but I've noticed what really helped was using the banner as well. So for the longest yeah. time, the banner, banner is basically that huge rectangular space behind your headshot, behind, right? Yeah. And I really used it. I, I, I stuck to the LinkedIn, like auto-generated, whatever it was. Yeah. And then I, when I created the page for my podcast, I put related stuff in my banner so that someone who's visiting my profile can get some value out of looking at my banner. Exactly. Um, or at least just pushes, nudges them to do something, right? Give me a listen. Go, go, watch, go watch a video on my YouTube. And what I also noticed about, useful about the banner is that it helped me take some information out of my headline, um, which we'll talk about soon and make it a bit more concise. So there's so much that I wanted to say. I wanted to say that I study business and computer science, which in itself is a really long thing to put yeah. in my head job. Also wanted to say that I'm currently interning here. Also wanted to say that I also work at my faculty as a tutor doing this. It's too much and I didn't want to card anyone. And I definitely didn't want to seem like the guy who has like 15 things on his headshot. Sorry, his headline. So what I use the banner for is I put my degree. I said that I study business and computer science at UBC Sauter, graduating 2022. And I slapped that on my banner, right? And what that helped me, I don't know if it would help people because no one's like messaged me, but I haven't really seeked that as well, is just the fact that my headline my headline looks a lot cleaner now. Yeah. Um, and I also feel, it also feels better from a space optimization like perspective, um, which exactly. is something I guess you could use as well. But going back to the idea of like a headline. So we talked about a headshot. Definitely put your face on there. Um, show something that can at least signal visually to the person looking at a profile about what kind of person you are. Tell us about the headline. How do you go about putting the he- a headline that can encourage someone to click? Um, what I've seen for the headline 
um, and here you can use SEO really well is um, just put all of the words that your personal brand sort of like um, or what your niche is or what you're what you're interested in, right? So I'm personally that it's all about like someone that's all about change making. So I put that on my headline. I'm someone that wants to be identified as a speaker, as a change maker, as a youth activist. So put all of those stuff in my headline. Um, I think a lot of people, what I've seen have done is also the, before they mention all of these cool things that they are in for SEO, they literally state like, they're like, I help people find their purpose. Um, I've seen that as a trend or I help people get into personal branding. So things like that, I think um, it's just, just think about headline as that very first thing you want people to sort of know about you. Um, similar to your headshot and, and your sort of banner it's that those three main components, as you probably and everyone knows, everyone has a shortest attention span. Just think about like TikTok and how like in like 15 seconds, like you, you some people don't even go to 15 seconds, like they just scroll through because it's always about that very first few seconds of what people will think when they see you. Um, so using your headline, um, headshot and your banner um, as a way to sort of think about what's the first impression you want to make on people. Um, yeah. I think that's the best and, way to go about it. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And just on that note, I remember I'm, I remember reading a book. I'm trying to think of the name, but one of the things written in that book was that this some guy, some really wise guy, once said that if you can't describe to people what you do or your purpose is in a sentence, then you probably don't know it well enough yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a very deep thing to think about. I don't expect anybody in their second year to really just know what their purpose in life is or what their purpose in anything is, but Think about it being concise and it being also something that's specific to you, right? Yeah. So you just say something like, I like design. It's not specific. Like there's 15,000 people just around you yeah. who like design. But what is it about you that would want someone to look at you, right? So yeah. it, it's not that you just want want everybody to click on your profile, but you want people who are like-minded or people that you really want to hear from to click on your profile. So optimizing exactly. it for the community that you really associate with and want to be a part of and moving into the description, right? Um, something that I've learned as well is that again, going back to the idea of search engine optimization is putting the right words and the right sentences in your description so that when some, when a recruiter searches up a, let's say like nonprofit, then you want your profile hopefully to show up in the suggestions, right? Yeah. So, you, so that yeah. someone who's interested in that space, um, just not just a recruiter, but anybody can can see you there. So yeah. what helps with your description is again having a description of you, obviously, but definitely put some buzzwords in there that are related to the community that you want to be a part of, or that reflect the work that you've done and the areas that it specifically touches, so that people who search for it maybe didn't search for your name, um, maybe you didn't show up on their feed, but when they searched, they found you, or they found exactly. related accounts that eventually led to you. And you want to be there. You want to be more accessible so that Again, you get more eyeballs and then you attract the kind of attention that you really want to to pay heed to, I guess. And what I've also learned about the description is that it's really where I get to tell my story a little bit more. Other than that, think of of your LinkedIn profile as like your resume, right? It has a list of experiences you've had. You can quickly describe what impact you had when you were in that experience, when you were doing that experience, things like that, how many languages you speak, all that kind of stuff. But the description is really where you say, 
Hey, my name is Emma, and I'm super into entrepreneurship, and I'm also really interested in the intersection between business and technology. That's why I ended up at UBC Solder studying this XYZ. So I'm still perfecting that, but I found that to be way more useful because I want, at the end of the day, to seem like a human being, right? Yeah. I, I want to be more than a list of things that I've done. Regardless of how proud I am of, of having that opportunity or doing it, I want people to think something of me instead of just a laundry list of, of everything that I've done. So think of that description space as your cover letter, right? It's, it's yeah. where you really get to shine your own story. And if it's long or short, depending depending on what your style is really, but we, that's an, again a space that is like, you can really, really shine through in terms of having your own profile. Just just adding on to that, I think I would say also for the description sort of section, a lot of people, um, I remember at least before, would like write in third person. So like, oh, Zian is someone that has done this, this, and this, and studies at Sarah's school. But just, I don't know, they thought it looks cool. It's like a biography. Um, but, <laughs> it makes you just sound more famous. You're like, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I think um, now the way I look at it is, um, look at that section as sort of you having a conversation with someone on a lift um, in an elevator. Like, how are you sort of presenting yourself in that short amount of time and telling your story as you say it rightfully, right? Um, how do you sort of put yourself out there um, and have that conversation? So make sure it's in first person. Make sure it's paragraphed really well. I personally like recommend um, having each paragraph as one to two sentences and then breaking it down. Because again, the way, either way I look at it is when you're talking to someone, you're not going to go blah, blah, blah for like, like mm. so long, right? It's like you're saying small sentences and you're communicating well and taking pauses in the middle. So make sure you break it down also very well, um, one to two sentences and make sure it's in first person. I think that's sort of like the what else I would add on. And um, I think the last part of that description section is just keeping in mind um, that what is that last sort of takeaway? So when you're ending your description section, what is that thing that you can offer or value you can add? Or how can people like contact you? Um, what is that action point, that call to action that you're sort of um, giving to people that read that? So it could be, um, for you, maybe listen to my podcast or um, let's have a chat about, I don't know, technology and business, right? Um, what is that call to action at the end? Because that's the best place to communicate it. Um, going a little bit back to the head headshot, I know a lot of people put that open to work sort of sign. Honestly, that's the worst thing you could do because it looks <laughs> wait, wait, so bad. I I would say a lot of people think that if you put the open to work sign, it'll, it'll like increase your chances for people to find you um, and sort of identify you as open to work. But honestly, it just looks really bad in terms of that first impression. It looks like you're like super desperate to find a job. Um, mm -hmm. I personally wouldn't recommend it. Um, putting the open to work, you can have you can be open to work and have recruiters find you without putting that sign. Um, mm -hmm. Just because that green sand just looks ugly and just takes away from like your full image. So I would say don't put that in your open to like don't yeah, put you that know, in your it's, it's interesting you say that because I thought LinkedIn did that to make people more visible when yeah. they're in me for jobs. So does from like do you know that if from a algorithm standpoint, does it actually make you more visible to recruiters? Um 
I do know that the option was definitely put for that sake, but the I don't think it's gonna make you stand out from a bunch of recruiters if that make from a bunch of people that are applying, right? Um, so you'll just be in a pool of like random names if that makes sense. Um, and again, I just think that the you can be open again. You can be open to work and have recruiters find you without having that sign. Um, there is an option to do that, so I'd rather I'd recommend you doing that. Um, just because <laughs> it just like takes away like from just who you really are, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense, and I think that brings us to a good point to like kind of wrap up this podcast right so what we've talked about over the last 30 minutes or so is just that it's important to build a personal brand um and a personal brand doesn't mean that you have to go out and be an influencer it just means that you want to push out content and you that is close to you that you really vibe with essentially that's what it is right and it'll help you meet people who are like-minded and help you grow your network in that space so now if you started talking about design going back to that example now you're in a community or you have a community on LinkedIn of people who are interested in design. So you hear about new things that are coming up. You hear about new opportunities that are coming up, which really gives you access to the space that you really always wanted to be a part of. And LinkedIn is a great platform to do that because everybody, like I said, there's a lot of eyeballs and there's a lot of people on LinkedIn for content and you could be the next content creator, whether you want to be or not. Like you could post content in a non-influencer way and still get the eyeballs that you want. And on the other hand, it will really help you with just as a student coming into onto that platform because there's not maybe not a lot of experience that you can speak to, right? Um, maybe for the internships or the jobs you're applying to, you don't have the relevant work experience. And that's fine. That's what internships are for. But what you really want to tell a recruiter or a company is that, hey, my name is Emma. I'm really interested in operations. I like growing things from scratch, from something that didn't exist to I want to take it somewhere. And when you post content around that, a recruiter who might be interested in hiring you or might be interested in hiring for a role will come across your profile and say, you know what, I've seen this kid talk a lot about that and maybe they'd be a good candidate to, to interview or maybe hire. And it really just gives you that a little bit of that branding effect um, to your own personality and then it will definitely augment the opportunities that you can have while being on that platform. And LinkedIn definitely started off as a way, as a platform for people to just post about their job updates and, and talk about things like, oh, I moved from here to there. But now it's a platform for you to build that personal brand, find opportunities and seek them. And mm. to do that, having your personal brand will make your life a lot easier. And you can go from just searching for opportunities to, to attracting them to yourself. So yeah. I'll do more podcasts in the future about networking and, and how that can help you. But just know that when if you're networking, a huge part of that networking will be on LinkedIn. And having your personal brand will make that part of your job search of your life a lot easier so those were my final thoughts but Zian, did you want to add anything else um yeah i definitely wanted to just let people know that this is an opportunity that doesn't require that much effort um linkedin can can literally like change your life and that it's it's just like like any other social media platform right it's not a job hunting platform as you clearly said um, it's a platform for you to share stories, meet like-minded people, and then attract opportunities to you, right? Um, I think you have definitely summed up um, pretty much every well, but I just want people to know that it is literally now that that this can happen. 
a few months from now or a few years from now, that opportunity is going to go away and LinkedIn is going to be so saturated. Um, and the, the sort of steps you will require, you will need to take to get the benefits that you're getting now will be way harder. So whoever's listening to this podcast literally right now should sit down and think about their relationship with LinkedIn and how they want to move forward with it. Um, I think people just need to act now. Um, and, and it's a perfect opportunity, especially for young people, because LinkedIn is literally investing millions and millions of dollars into encouraging young people to use the platform. So, um, yeah, um, that's pretty much what I have to say, but also thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Um, no, no worries, man. I'm hoping, um, I'm hoping that it's going to have some impact on, on someone out there, you know? I'm sure you will. Um, you've already had a lot of impact in, on, on people across the world and, the goal of this podcast was to do the same in a different context and you had some powerful things to say. So again, for those of you who tuned in, thank you so much for tuning in to the UBC podcast.